Hey, hey, thanks again for pressing play and welcome once again to another edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. It is one of our post-game pods, our final post-game podcast of the preseason. Uh, thankfully, Matthew, that was the game that I felt like would never end. That was long. It was long. You know what it was? Hmm. It was those take fouls, the review. Yeah. That has to go. Either it's a take foul or not. Just call it a fucking take foul and then just be done with it. Isn't it right. funny how we wanted so much for them to implement the Olympic rule of the take foul, where if you're trying to stop a fast break on purpose, essentially you get a free throw and you get the ball. And the NBA somehow, some way has turned it into like, okay, well, let's go ahead and uh, uh, turn this into a 16 minute ordeal as we review the take foul. Like, come on. Like yeah. you said, you see it or you don't. You're not. Well, hold on. It's not like offsides. It's like, like offsides in soccer and hockey. Where guys are going, you know, past a certain point in front of a defender and whatnot. It's like it's it's not that hard to call. No, it's not. And in the other countries, basically they'll call it, and then you won't get dinner. You get sent right to your room right after the game, too. You know what I mean? They're just so yeah. strict there. Yeah, and here and they're like, well, hold on, let's just take our time. We don't want to send you to the room unless we have to. Absolutely have to. <laughs> yeah, no. Jeez, but you know, it's it's over. <laughs> the preseason's over. Thank God. This time next week, you yeah. and I will be live doing a podcast after an actual NBA game that actually counts in the standings, man. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I mean, the preseason went by so quick. Uh, we learned a lot tonight, though, about some guy, Washington Jr., who liked him last pod. I think huh. it was me, right? <laughs> I got a lot of shit for that, too. I think, uh, <laughs> I, well, I think when you play 40 minutes a game, I think you have an opportunity to pour in a lot of points, but we'll uh, get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to, to that. It. We'll get to it. We'll get to all of that. So welcome everybody who's watching along live, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. If you're watching along live on YouTube, down below, thumbs up button. We appreciate it. If you're listening, go ahead and leave, leave us a five-star review. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you type in a review, we'll read it right here on the pod and all that fun stuff. Uh, make sure you follow the show at Suns Jam on Instagram, uh, TikTok, and of course, Twitter. Because, I mean, we were throwing those... Throwing those haymakers out there today Woo! on Twitter. Little, yeah. Yeah. A little crazy getting, out there, man. Getting spicy with the Pat Bev farts and such, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it was Westbrook who farted, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you got you to gotta follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew on Twitter. At Matthew Lissy. And I know that all of our, our jamsters, unless they're driving to work and listening to this tomorrow, they probably got a cold beverage with them. It might be, yeah. you might be listening to this at nine in the morning. You got a cold beverage with you. It might be an orange juice, but I've got a long drink, a cranberry long drink. So I'm going to pop that bad boy open. Matthew, what are you popping open? A night. I just got wa water over here. Nice. Water. Pop open that H2O. And, uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, baby. Let's talk about the preseason finally being done. had a chance this evening to finish the preseason two and two and you know who gives a shit because ultimately <laughs> you can never even find what the preseason standings were anywhere they're not posted anywhere uh they lost on a, a 105 to 104 to the sacramento kings but you know it always brings me to the first segment of the podcast matthew i got to ask 
Matthew, I, I got to ask, you know, obviously Monty Williams didn't start any of the starters tonight. They were all chilling on the baseline. Uh, Dwayne Washington Jr. got to start. Josh Okoge got to start. Damian Lee, Torrey Craig, Josh Landell. Do you agree with his strategy not to play the starters? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, we saw all I needed was last game in that third quarter, the first two minutes. That's all I needed to see. That's all he needed to see, too. And we were questioning the bench a lot last game. So it was nice to see a lot of the bench players play those big minutes and we can actually see their game because a lot of these guys are new and I want to see a lot of them. And it's actually kind of exciting that they went against the Kings starters mm-hmm. and they kind of, they kind of beat them down a little bit. It was very surprising. They played tough and I don't know if the Kings expected that, but the Kings are like, they're in that mode right now where they're trying to prove something, right? They're trying to be maybe in a, a team that might get in a 10th seed or a ninth seed this year. So, I mean, they have a lot to look forward to. But they didn't look too good against the Suns bench. But it was nice to see the the Suns bench come out there and play that way. Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about it because you think about like the uh, the NFL preseason, how nobody ever plays, right? And yeah, in the NBA, I just feel like it's a lot different. You know, I mean, you you play both sides of the ball. Uh, it's a very athletic, nonstop sport. So if you have an opportunity to rest people, although I felt bad for people who I saw were at the game on Twitter and they're like, "Oh shit, I'm at the game. This is exciting." <laughs> Oh shit, where are the starters? You know, like I you feel bad for them because you pay a, a good chunk of change to go there and watch 20 a game bucks. Home. Maybe. Yeah, 25, you know, with, with <laughs> yeah. but the fees yeah. alone are an extra 20 on top. You know, I mean, that's where they get you yeah. the same fucking fees, I'm telling you. But I'm yeah, you, you go, you show up, uh, and I who cares about the fucking kings? Who cares about the preseason? Get to the regular season. And to your point, like it's a, it's a really good opportunity for us as Suns fans to really have a good look at a lot of these guys who are going to be filling up the bench that are going to be playing minutes at some point, because the law of averages says that they're going to be ended up playing minutes. So, you know, you kind of go down the lineup and, and like, which guy do you want to start talking about? I, I kind of feel like it's time for you to take your, your, uh, your victory dance, right? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I'm not the one who just got butt fucked on national TV. Dwayne Washington. Dwayne Washington. Okay. <laughs> we had a little debate last uh, podcast. We we're talking about Dwayne. I wasn't the, the biggest fan of his game. I really, you know, I just, I, I don't know if I necessarily saw it. He had a double double tonight, Matthew. He did. Yep. 31 points, 11 turnovers. What kind of double? What do they call that double double or triple double? Whenever you get the turnovers, it's like something else I call it. I don't, um, <laughs> maybe somebody can tell us in the chat watching along live. Yeah. But uh, 39 minutes played for Dwayne Washington Jr. tonight. Uh, 10 of 19 from the field. He missed his last two shots, including uh, a potential game winner. And the reason I know he missed his last two shots because he was on 10 for 17. I was like, hey, stick it right there. I like it when people shoot 10 for 17. He's one of five from beyond the arc, 10 of 11 from the free throw line. Had four assists, have a couple rebounds. Uh, and again, as mentioned before, the 11 turnovers with this 31 points. So take your victory lap. Tell me how great Dwayne Washington is. Yeah, well, last game he wasn't very he wasn't very good, but I just like the way he looks on the court. He's a big guard, and he kind of reminds me. We tweeted out to our I tweeted out. He reminds me of Ricky Rubio, just in the sense that he kind of looks like him on the court. I'm not saying it's the same as that game, but his passes were crisp, man. They kind of look like Ricky ish out there. Um, it didn't end too well for the guy. I mean, he he had the 11 turnovers, but in the end, he was just throwing the ball, lazy passes, getting picked yeah. off. And it was just kind of tired. I think. I think he, yep, exactly. I was just going to say, I think he's just tired, but he came out, man. He looked great. And it was just something that I picked up last game where I'm just looking at him. Like there's something there. And of course it's just preseason and he probably won't get a lot of minutes because in the chat, they're already kind of arguing like Cameron Payne 
or um, oh, you know, or you could watch. Did yeah, you? We'll argue about that too here in a second. But yeah, I I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a guy that came out thirty one point. It's pretty awesome, man. I just there's something about his passing and just him seeing the seeing the floor so well. Him and Jock too running the pick and roll. They looked really good together. Yes. That was that was the thing that stood out to me the most is just him playing with another backup big in that way. That's something that you really want to have coming off the bench, that kind of duo. And I don't know if it's going to really work during the regular season, but it looked really fucking good tonight, man. Well, that's what I I enjoyed about watching Dwayne Washington Jr. This, this game was seeing how he facilitated the offense. Uh, Again, he only ended with the four assists, but as you mentioned, like he was running the pick and roll with jock. He was running with a little bit busy. I mean, he was really, trying to facilitate that offense. And a lot of times the defender dropped after, uh, you know, essentially he got jock a couple times early on the pick and roll. So the Kings just started dropping on it and they left him open. So he started taking the jumpers, you know, I mean, yeah. you're going to take what the defense is giving you. And I appreciated that from a cerebral standpoint, you know, if, if you take a look at who Dwayne Washington is, okay, he's uh, six foot three, went to Ohio state, played there for three years. Uh, his uncle is, is Derek Fisher. And he's one of those guys who, you know, he's got the Grand Rapids, Michigan connection with Devin Booker. He went to Sierra Canyon in Chatsworth, California, you know, kind of my whole stomping grounds when I lived in California. But Sierra Canyon, obviously, that's where, you know, Bronny goes and all those, you know, high profile kids. Uh, I think Pippen Jr., I think he went there, too. So, I mean, he's definitely somebody who he has the the pedigree, if you will, of somebody who can provide you with quality minutes, given the fact that he's played in. Uh, games that are that are of substance that have had a lot of eyes. I mean, he's played in front of LeBron James before, you know. Uh, yeah. You look at his stats at Ohio State in the three years there, uh, 11.4 points per game, almost three rebounds, 1.8 assists. So, again, not somebody who's necessarily going to get you a ton of assists. Uh, but if that's what the team is asking of him, you know, 9.9 9, uh, points and 1.8 assists in his uh, 48 games last year with the Pacers, he's somebody who – I feel like if, if he wants to grow that part of the game, I feel like he has the capacity to do so because that's what he was doing tonight. And again, it's like it's hard to take one, you know, two performances back to back and go, okay, well, this is who this guy's going to be, you know, but that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's what I do yeah. here. <laughs> the personality, too. I think a lot of people talk about Jock and how awesome his personality is and how mm-hmm. he fits in. But this guy, like, he had the interview on PHNX. It was really great. He just yeah. seemed like a really outgoing guy, really excited, of course, to work with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And he's just someone that wants to learn a lot. And you even saw Chris Paul on the sideline just talking to him just after the last turnover. He was just like, but I think Washington, like you said, was just so tired. He didn't care. But there's something there when he gets in the lanes. He has really good ball control. And he just knows where to find guys. Like, there's passes he threw out there. I'm like, whoa, like, how did you get that there? Like, I'm not used to seeing that from a backup point guard. Really, We have Payne, who had really good moments with the Suns, but not passing like that, right? I don't feel like I've seen that with a good backup point guard. Um, so I don't, I don't, maybe there's something there. Who knows if he gets minutes this year? He needs some minutes. I feel like though, at the start of the season, just to see where he's at. We'll see if he gets them early. Here comes the pain. So that becomes the question mm-hmm. is, you know, Cameron Payne has a finger issue right now and we don't know how serious it really is. Uh, but obviously, if he's not well in one week, you know, Dwayne Washington most likely will get those minutes. And then the the debate truly begins, right? Because what I saw tonight from uh, uh, Dwayne Washington Jr. is 
it's tough because like pain, we have like this emotional connection to, right? He's a great story. He's somebody who had an amazing run in the 2021 playoffs all the way to the NBA finals. And then last year he was inconsistent. He was horrible in the playoffs. And now we're kind of trying to figure out, okay, well, clearly that 20, the bubble and the 2021 playoffs was an aberration. Is he going to, you know, has he improved this off season? And Monty's going to have to navigate that through the first couple months of the season and really see, okay, campaign, can you really be the person who can run the second team unit? Not only from a shot creation standpoint, because he's one of the few guys who can actually create his own shot, but from a facilitation and distribution standpoint. Because if not, you do have a guy in uh, Dwayne Washington Jr. You know, I mean, he's 22 years old. He's young. He's he's absorbing. He's learning. He's, he's there with Chris Paul. And he's going to be gunning for his minutes. And then that will be a debate that we will have as Suns fans throughout the year. If campaign has a few bad games, we'll be like, give me Dwayne Washington. Yeah, we did. It. We'll do that. Well, it's kind of like the thing with Aaron Holiday where everyone was like, we need Aaron Holiday out there to help us get to the finals. And that was a weird thing. But oh, God. Washington Jr., his uh, his aggression, his the way he like holds himself out, it reminds me of Aaron Holiday. Like, I just think that Aaron Holiday was always a guy that's really – just passionate on the floor. You can mm-hmm. see it. There's no kind of fakeness to him. You kind of see that in pain. I'm not saying he's a fake guy, but there's always kind of that hesitancy with pain. You don't really trust at times, especially last year, but you don't see that with Washington. Of course he got tired tonight, but you don't see just like him getting aggravated at himself, or you don't see him like kind of just like really hesitant out there to do what he wants to do on the court. I think he can be a guy that has a lot. He's, he has a lot of confidence, obviously in his game. And it just has to kind of transcend this year mm-hmm. in a way to where we can see it early and then maybe it will take away from Payne's minutes. But I'm I'm still I still want Payne to get back to the way he was before because he oh. the way he shoots the ball, man, like he can just he can score a quick nine, ten points off the bench. And that's what you need. That's what we want out of him. Like Washington is more of a facilitator, of course, but I just want that score coming off the bench that Payne was. And I like what Ted Lubin says in the chat. He says, I still want to see campaign with Dario on the floor together. Cause yeah. yeah, I mean, that was really an advantage that the Phoenix Suns had because Dario could act as that connector, as that distributor, uh, which allowed campaign to excel at what he does. And that's being a shot creator and getting to the rim uh, and making those funky, funky shots. So, you know, here comes the overcorrection, right? You know, the Aussies Suns, uh, fan the their podcast you know they were tweeting out it's like are we gonna have an overcorrection after this game i'm like absolutely we are like everybody in on yeah. planet orange is gonna be like well it's dwayne washington over campaign and you know matthew i'm i'm gonna agree with you i think that cameron Payne, we monty williams has to he, he's gonna be the guy where we're gonna get annoyed because he's gonna have a few bad games and we're gonna start calling you know monty ellie you know, this is his new elia kobo slash abdul nader right like the guy who's just like just make like frozen and let this guy go but he, you got to give him time to get back into rhythm and I really think that the addition of Dario with that second team unit is going to be something that's going to be beneficial for Cameron Payne this season. We just got to see it again. We just got to see it again. Yeah, we do for sure. So other notes that I had from this game, uh, let's see here. Well, you know, let's just go with the the second guy that everybody's absolutely loving right now yeah. as well. They should. Jesus, this is a nice limo. Yes, it is. Now suck my Jack Landale. By the way, I'm going to be making shirts of that because I want a shirt that says suck my Jack. <laughs> yeah. You have to make one for every drop. And Dead Neville do. asks, he's like, does Landale have a drop yet? I don't know if that I was ho- a joke or not. Because- I hope you I hope you like that, Ted Lubin. I hope you like yeah. that uh, the suck my Jack uh, 
drop. I mean, he looked fantastic tonight. You know, when they mentioned the starting five and I saw that he was in there, I'm like, great, we're going to get a lot of opportunity to see him play uh, a, a lot of minutes. And you take a look at what his final stat line was. He ended with 32 minutes. He was 7 of 14 from the field, including 2 of 6 from beyond the arc. He had 8 rebounds. He had 17 points, had 4 blocks in this game, 3 steals. The majority of this happened in the first half. He was Dean up Saboner, and he looked really, really good, man. Yeah, he looked really when – when they have that comparison that's been coming out lately with – um, I think it was Dave King that was talking about him and Kaminsky – and now every, now every time I watch him, I'm like comparing him to Kaminsky. Like, is yeah. he better? Is he worse? I just think this guy moves around on the court so good. Like mm-hmm. he tonight, like he was flowing around. He had some heavy energy out there. Defensively, he was locked down. I don't know how many, I, I mean, I can look, but he was just, he was blocking everybody coming in the paint, dude. Yeah. He was picking off passes that were like going across court. He was doing everything. He just, he seemed like, um, a lot smaller and move like the way he was moving seemed like a smaller player in his body size. And he's really quick too in the paint, dude. In mm-hmm. the paint, he it's actually um offensively, he's he's kind of reminds me of like how Aiden gets his shot up quickly now. Yes. Like those little hook shots. He was doing that. It's kind of like, you know what? If Aiden does that, then Aiden's gonna be awesome. Cause Jacques just he he has moves down there, he does little fakes. And he has a little jump hook that just, it's almost automatic, it seems like. It's just as good as Aiden's, it seems like, in this game. But it's a small sample size, but there's just something there with him, and he's going to keep shooting the three, too. And I just, I think, like Eddie was saying on the broadcast, where he's like, I want to see the guy shoot 39%. You know what I mean? He was saying he shoots 36% of the season, he could 39. And it doesn't seem like a big difference, but it is. And maybe he can this season. And I'm excited, dude. He, he brings so much to this team off the bench. He is a fan favorite for sure, but it's going to be more than that. It's going to be, hopefully, it's it's some guy that's just like, fuck yeah, he's on the court. Like, we yeah. haven't had that guy in a while, I feel like. Well, it's it's fan favorite meets production, and that's what I feel like we're honestly going to get from him. And Ozzy Suns fan says in the chat, uh, I need you to help create a Jockadile Dundee drop, please, John. Anything for you guys, man. Just hit me up on Twitter. I know we already talked a little bit, but I'll, I'll put something together. Um what I what I one thing that I really like is in transition, he would he would run right down into the paint, and it's like yeah. Aiden didn't play, and I'm still going to talk about Aiden. Like I wish Aiden would do that more. It's like just get your go in there, throw your ass into somebody, just get low, and then they'd give it to him, and he just put it right up, right. And like yeah, yeah. At, to, yeah. to your point, Matthew, the quickness that he displays in multiple facets of his game is something that I don't know if I was necessarily ready to see. And we've seen kind of snippets of it in the limited minutes he's played thus far this preseason. But tonight we got the full shebang. We got to see all aspects of his game. You know, stocks, right? Steals plus blocks. He had fucking seven tonight. I mean, that is absolutely fantastic. And it begs the question, you know, do you think that he is better than JaVale McGee was for this team last year? That's tough. McGee was awesome in spurts. Like there was those games where he was just life changing to everybody just because of the funny plays he put out there. I don't, if Jock can throw those funny plays out there where he can just, you know, I don't know what McGee used to do. He used to do like the uh, little uh, Kareem Skyhook once in a while. You know, he throws little when he came out with out like there. the glasses. Yeah, he wore sunglasses. He wore like, like sunglasses on the court. On the court. Like, what the but fuck? when I was watching Jock and he was staying with Sabonis, I'm like, dude, like this guy just plays. Like he can be better. He knows that he can be better. That's what he looks like out there. He's just like, no, I can stay with Sabonis defensively and offensively. Of course, Sabonis is like a zero basically defensively. So that's going to come. These bigs he's going to go up against this season. I just feel like he can kind of dominate them in a way down low. It's 
it's pretty fucking awesome, man. Well, and and the nice it might thing, change, but who knows? Yeah, it, it it probably will. But we saw to your point, like we saw him play against a quality center tonight. You know, to where people on Twitter are like, hey, everybody, like, are you sure you wanted the Suns to go after Sabonis last year? I mean, Jock is owning his ass tonight. You know, and yeah. I think that that's going to really help translate for s- snippets during the regular season in which perhaps we have him at the four while Aiden's out there. Or he comes in and plays some extra minutes with the starters against the opposing center just to throw uh, some energy at them, some defensive energy. You know, because like DeAndre Ayton, he is fantastic. He is a absolutely fantastic defender, but he's a much different kind of defender. He's more of a shot deterrence guy. With Jock and, you know, kind of one, he looks like Jock Paul out there. He's another one of those Paul brothers. And I feel like the opposition, they don't necessarily respect him, so they go at him, and he makes them respect him. And I absolutely love that about his game is – People doubt him. They go at him, and he they get burned for him. So, again, it's it's what, four preseason games we've seen him play in, and obviously none of it counts until next Wednesday. But that's what I'm talking about when we when we talk about the preseason. You'd rather see performances like what Dwayne Washington did tonight and what Jock Landell did tonight mm-hmm. rather than the other side of the equation where, you know, guys are struggling, they're missing shots, and there's, they're not in sync. And, you know, as we enter the regular season, you have a little bit more hope for this bench because I'm still – I'm very, very concerned about how this bench is going to perform in the regular season. I truly am. But to see this game tonight, I think it was very good for just my mental well-being and because I can sit there and literally just watch and go, you know what? There is some talent here. Monty Williams just needs to unlock how to unleash this talent at the correct times of the game throughout this season. Yeah, and Parker Hines brings up too where he's worried about the toughness. McGee brought toughness. We need some toughness on this team. McGee and Crowder are gone. We do. But – Dude, I'm telling you, like, toughness is, like, so if we had, like, a Draymond Green and he left, then that would suck, right? Because he's yes. been with the franchise. He is the franchise, right? Yes. He's part of the franchise. Crowder jumps around on teams. There's a toughness there, but hopefully it rubs off it's, on these guys. It's a, re- it it's a rental toughness, not a mental toughness. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you take it, you rub it, you rub his skin, you rub it on yeah. you a little bit, and you'll be fine. And then he's gone. If they're not tough, it's going to suck. You're going to be fine with Booker. I think Booker's toughness will be – he's going to see a lot of that this year. Yeah. He's going to see a lot Bo- of the Bo- toughness. Booker's talk. tough. CP is tough to a certain extent. He's just small. Yeah. Aiden, we wish, would be more tough. Cam Johnson's definitely finesse, as is Mikhail Bridges. There, you know, there's your starting five. Yeah. But what we've seen from Jock Landell is a toughness. What we saw tonight from Dwayne Washington Jr. was a toughness. And I think that there's another guy who kind of brings a toughness too. Today I met this cat. He said his name was Damien. He thinks that we're a lot alike and wants to be my friend. My friend Damien, man. Like, I really enjoyed watching him again play tonight. Uh, Damien Lee, 28 minutes. He was only he was 1 of 8 from the field. He was 0 of 3 from beyond the arc. But he had 8 total rebounds. Uh, only 6 points, 3 assists, 8 rebounds. But that's what I was noticing with him tonight is he he wasn't somebody who was out there hitting shots, obviously, right? Six points. But he has a toughness. He is a guard who crashes the glass. He has a thickness to him and a physicality to him that, you know, when Jock was out there with him and he was doing some of his shot deterrence and making some block plays, like Damian Lee was right down in there, you know, playing in the uh, uh, in the paint and, and causing some havoc down there. So, again, offensively, you know, I don't know how good he's going to be for us. I think that there's, you know, some upside with Damian Lee, but I like his defensive toughness and his ability to put his nose. And we talked about this like last pod yeah. too. Like the, we have a lot of guys who will just like put their nose in and try to do a lot of that dirty work. 
yeah, they like to extend the plays. It, like, even if they're not a part of it, they want to get in there, see what's happening. You know, how could I help this develop to maybe a turnover or else offensively, how can we get a second chance? That's mm-hmm. the way a lot of these guys are out there. Like, they never give up on the play. They're never just, like, standing there in the corner. They're moving around a lot. And he's one of those guys. He just he did go for three from three, but he'll he'll have those nights, and that's fine because he does everything else. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we'll talk about maybe we'll talk about Tory Craig, but like Tory Craig is like that guy where he won't do good on offense. He doesn't have a good offensive night, and then you see other things. You're like, dude, like what else are you doing right well, now? Precisely. Yeah. No, I I completely agree, and I think that you know the more I've thought about it, because because that's a lot of the conversations I've had on Twitter uh, with some of our fellow brightsiders and with some friends uh, yourself included, you know, how are we going to generate offense from this second team unit while the, uh, the first team unit is getting rest, right? Like that's kind of the question yeah. and what I'm noticing. And, and I'm wondering if this is d- by design and no one's James Jones, it most likely is, is perhaps rather than putting together an offensive team of, of fireball shooters, you know, you he put together some guys who are just like more defensive minded, right? Damian Lee, Josh Akogi, Josh Landau, uh, Dwayne Washington to a certain extent. You know, these are guys who are a little bit more lunch pail type. We're just going to grind you down on defense. So in those situations in which the Phoenix Suns have their starting lineup sitting on the bench, rather than outscoring the opposition's second team unit, they're going to try to shut them down because defense travels. We saw that last season with this team. And defense from a second-team unit, if they're locked in, guess what? You're buying your starters extra minutes because due to the fact that they're locked in, you, you're going to keep them out there And, and when the opposition brings in their first-team unit. And they're going to continue that rhythm and communicate and try to shut teams down, which buys you extra minutes. So that's another thing I'm going to really be looking forward to this season is how effective this second-team unit is defensively, hoping that we can find those opportunities to to maybe Landry Shamit does – have an aberration and starts to really become who he is and can be that offensive force. Maybe Cameron Payne is somebody who we just rely on to purely be a shot creator rather than be a distributor. Yeah, no, I would love to see that. Plus there's like one guy out there that talked about on Twitter. I saw something about Clarkson and the whole Jay Crowder thing. So if we get, if we get a guy like Clarkson, who's just a badass that can come off the bench and just score well, those points. Yeah, that he's, your flame, he's your flame. He's your flame Exactly. We need that to go along with this defense that this second unit brings. That would be awesome. That's that's like such a perfect balance. Yeah, it's just one guy that can score, but that's what you need. Like you just need that sixth man that mm-hmm. we don't have to worry about it. And, and then everybody else can play defense, right? Exactly. Like hustle, he won't always be on. Grind him down. It defense. doesn't matter. We have that option. It's like, oh well, no one else is getting hot tonight. Well, bring in Clarkson. If we get that deal done. That's huge. It's not like Kevin Durant huge, but that's big. That's like, that's something we've needed for a while. That consistent shooting from outside off the bench. It's, it's tough with Clarkson because I feel like Clarkson. He's just, he's so isocentric. It drives me crazy. But again, yeah. Based on the conversation we've had that this team potentially could have a second team unit that is more defensively minded, like Clarkson could make sense in this scenario because you, he is ISO minded. The whole rest of the team is ready to play defense. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know what? Bees does say though, too, like what if the six man was SGA? That oh, would just be fantastic. Be but don't say that it, out loud bees on Twitter because people from every other franchise will literally uh, take you out into a firing squad and just destroy your, your Twitter yeah. personality. And it hurts They'll you. turn you orange like me tonight. <laughs> 
I look really orange. <laughs> I'm really green tonight. I'm wearing all my green stuff today. Do you, do you remember what team this is? Mm-hmm. Who are, who is that? It's the old Arizona or the uh, Arizona. I don't forget the name, but there was a football team that was out here. Yeah, like the Allegiance of American Football League, the Arizona Hot Shots. The Hot Shots, yeah. Yeah, I was like, you know, you what? like I'm gonna the rock, logo I'm, and colors. I'm gonna rock. I'm gonna rock my. I I I love the colors. I yeah. love the colors. It's a, it's a very underused color, just like the Phoenix Suns. Like the Phoenix Suns, name any other team that wears purple and orange. Yeah, I will. Okay. Clemson. Clemson. Yeah. That's it. Nobody else yep. does. And like when you have like green and orange, not a lot of like Miami University does. There's not mm-hmm. a lot of teams that wear that that orange use that orange uh that orange combination. So, anyways, sorry about the sidetrack. Uh we were talking a little bit about Tory Craig. Craig. I wouldn't feel comfortable lending you two hundred dollars without a job. Until he does anything, that's his drop. He ain't he's not the juice to me anymore. He's apple juice. <laughs> he's washed. He 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 got the start tonight. Uh, I was kind of disappointed that he got to start tonight. I, I'm not going to lie. I was really kind of hoping that we would see Ish Wainwright, um, who needs to have a drop. And I, I got to give a shout out. Uh, God, I forget who did it in the chat. Somebody in one of our uh, left a comment on YouTube. So thank you for doing that. Uh, forgive me. I forget your name. And I'll look it up as Matthew's talking here momentarily. But he said, a great drop for Ish Wainwright would be me puzzled going, Ish wrong? No. Or no, no, no. Wayne wrong? No. Wayne right. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Which is corny, and it's like yeah. perfectly me. Um, I was hoping he'd get the start over <laughs> Torrey Craig. Obviously, Craig got the start. He played 21 minutes. He was one of eight from the field, just like Damian Lee was. Uh, he had five points, six rebounds, three assists, one for five from beyond the arc. But again, whereas Damian Lee is cat, uh, crashing the glass and playing with you know this toughness where we continue to utilize, I feel like Torrey Craig, I, I posted on Twitter, he wears the number zero because that's how uh, that's how much he contributes in a game. I just I'm over Tory Craig, man. It sucks. Yeah, I, I wanted to see started. him start tonight because it's just like I like to see it because it just proves like he can't really find himself anywhere. Like even if he's starting with a second unit, and it's just it's bad to see. It really is. And you know, he got a lot of shit, but he only had one good game when he came back. I think maybe two games when he came back for the Suns. And the thing that hurts me the most is the whole sticks thing because. Yeah, sticks, man. Sticks look good. I know the Pacers suck. He looked good with the Pacers. He looked he looks, good with us. He's a good backup five. He did. He looked awesome. Remember, like I remember his interviews, him talking about the confidence. Like, how do you have confidence, or whatever? Like coming off the bench, and you might be traded. He's like, oh, you know, that's just who I am. He was yeah. like a perfect son as a rookie. He was like forty-five <sighs> years old as, and his, and his soul was like forty-five years old. He knew exactly what to do coming in and playing the backup five. And I just that's a that's the worst part. If we got Craig just to add on, it'd be fine. But Craig came back. He did the one thing that you shouldn't really do is come back to the party, dude. Once you leave and then come back, yeah, it's never the like, same. Don't come back. But the but problem we were excited. The problem at first. is the problem is is the person who was having the party saw him leave and was really like, dude, where where's Craig at, man? Like, where'd he go? And then called him up and told him to come back. You know what I'm saying? With like that's beer, the thing. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, "Can you, dude? Where'd you go? Oh, I, I, I left. Well, can like everybody kind of misses you? Can, <laughs> can, can you stop by and get a six pack and just say you left to go to get a six pack? And they showed up with a six pack. And then like as he walked in the door, he tripped and fell and smashed the beers all over the place. And now there's a big old fucking mess with glass. Mm-hmm. And everybody's going like, "Hold on, Craig dropped the beer, and we got to like mop it up and sweep it up." And now and and sounds then, like every but, time I went to a party. <laughs> and then what happens is after that's done. Craig's still at the party, 
but you don't know Craig's at the party because he has zero impact on the party anymore. Yeah, That's he's just Craig not talks. dancing like he was before. He doesn't have the moves anymore. Something no. happened. He had yeah. a stroke. I don't. I think he that Craig. We'll, we will definitely. We'll we'll fight for him. We'll we'll be of excited course. if he has good games. But I want him to sucked. have good games. The worst need, part we is need him to have good games. We have to because he's going to be playing a lot. Monty loves him. They all love him. He's obviously mm-hmm. a good teammate. He really is a really good teammate. But just on the floor, dude. Like even his threes. I just I'm like, just don't do anything. Just like I. The one note I put down was, Craig still trying to do whatever because i don't know if he's trying to be someone else on the court or what i don't know what it is it's like come on craig you're better than this Fuck. be better okay <laughs> be better craig a uh, couple other things let's see what else did i have written down here that could be his drop that should be his drop Fuck. uh is there anybody in the game that uh, anybody else you want to talk about i do say i did write in my notes uh matthew was right on the akogi head shape it does look funny with the headband yeah, but then tonight I was like, oh, it doesn't look too bad. I think I just so felt bad for saying that. We yeah, I just, think I, I just felt bad, man. But then he didn't look bad because it, it was like a longer headband. You yeah, know? so it's I, a thicker one. I thought it was a normal headband, but it didn't look too bad. Um, Saban Lee. I don't know if you saw Saban Lee. He's uh, from Corona del Sol in Tempe. Yeah. He was rocking number 38. Uh, looks good. I want his jersey. 38 looked yeah. good on a jersey. Yeah. You think so? Do, I do. Do you? No. Really? Yeah, I, I didn't like great. it. I want to know why he chose 38, though, but it's exciting for him to get in there and get his, some buckets, dude. He didn't look bad. No, he looked like it. Dude, I mean, playing for the hometown team, I mean, that's got to be super fun. Yeah. Uh, I guess my my other question, I mean, maybe you don't care to answer it because you didn't think 38 looked good, but why don't more <laughs> players wear numbers in the 30s, especially on the Suns? Like, well, it's like it's 31, 32, 33, 34, and then mm-hmm. it kind of stops right there, right? Like 35. Like not I don't see any 30. Oh, 35 Kevin Durant. Uh, yeah, used to be. yeah. Well, and Dragon Bender. Yeah, it stops right there, right? It does. So, I like, I, I looked it up. There's only 50 players in Suns history who've ever worn a number in the 30s, and no one in Suns history has worn the jersey number 36, 37, 38, or 39. No yeah, one. Zero. Stops. We have to find. That I wonder out. Like, why. I think what it looks is, nice. There's something Every, underground NBA stuff that it's probably some cultish stuff that can't wear that for some reason. I don't know what like, it is. It's unlucky to wear 37 or something. Like it equals 10. Ha- like oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know, but it's just uh, uh, Mick Mick Blue. Did I get that right? Mick G Blue said he wore 38 last year with the Pistons. Uh, doesn't answer why he chose it to begin with. You know, yeah, I, we don't know why he chose it to begin with, but again, I just it's yeah. something I'd like to see a little bit more. It's again when you're watching preseason, these are the kind of notes that you take, especially while you're watching the Dodgers lose the fucking Padres. <laughs> I um, was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> well, what, what were you gonna say? I was gonna ask you. I, no, it's one and one, right? Yeah, I just they yeah. had so many. They had so many chances. Do you think they can they take just, the series still? Of course they can. It's the fucking Padres, but still, okay. it's just like they should have won that game. They had like three different chances to do it, and they just didn't do it. Uh. Yeah. Did you notice how it says it doesn't say Phoenix Suns on the entire baseline anymore? Yeah, you know what? I liked it. I liked it when I first saw it. Someone actually put out, maybe it was the Suns Uni Tracker. Someone it was. That actually put out, yeah, yeah, the court, and it actually said uh, Phoenix Suns. But I like how it just says Suns and it has the Phoenix Sun in front of it. I think it looks pretty good. Well, and do you it's know why simple. it doesn't say all the way across the baseline? Because Suns Uni said it as well in that tweet. No, why is it? Because they wanted to leave room for ads because it has like the Gila oh, River casinos. I saw the Gila River, yeah. Why do they do that? Like, does the NBA not make enough money 
they've got to make put, more. They got to start. I mean, ads are on the on the court. Ads are on the yeah. jerseys you, now. But really quick, do you actually look at ads ever, and you buy that stuff that's ever been displayed? That's from funny. NBA games, so I don't feel what, like I never have. Well, uh, I don't have were, a whole lot of money, so I don't, you know, spend a lot of money on uh, stuff. There was something that I saw an ad for yesterday. I was watching something. It might have been. It was probably a baseball game, and I'm, I'm pulling up my phone to see if, like, let's see if I can find what it was. Nope. But I instantly like looked something up, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, I should get that. And I'm like, whoa, the ad worked. Like that's what I was thinking. I forget what it was. <laughs> oh, okay. it's some, it was something stupid. It was something stupid. Uh, At in the in the chat says Saban Lee was the 38th pick in the draft. So that would make oh, sense. There you We're go. That's, okay, that's, very good go. research good, good, there. Good, good research. Thank uh, you. Par- Parker Hines asks, "Are the Valley jerseys gone too?" Yes, they are. Those are now uh, relics. Thank God, so, kind of. And, and like, yeah, I mean, they just they wore them every fucking playoff game at, during that 2021. It wasn't the same last year, though. It just didn't no. feel and look the same. No, just bring Kelly Oubre back. That that would have been the ultimate funny thing. It's like they bring <laughs> they they get rid of the Valley and then they bring Kelly <laughs> they Oubre bring back. back. Yeah. <laughs> like, he misses the whole Valley. Thing. Oh man, yeah. Superstar, um, anything else that you have from I was actually in this game. I was disappointed. We kept hearing a lot about Keegan Murray. Like I watched the, um, the Deuce Kings. and Mo pod. They're like the only other pod I watched that's really specific to one team, which is the Kings. Mm-hmm. And they talk about him a lot. They interview people about Keegan Murray. Like just everyone talks about him. Everyone is so pumped up with this guy because he was taken to the draft and they actually skipped over somebody. I forget his name. Yeah, Jaden Ivey. Jaden Ivey. The Pistons. The Bill Simmons pod today. What's that? Did they bring it up on the Bill Simmons podcast? Yes, today? They, on the Western Conference. I only I've only gotten through the majority of the Western Conference because it's a three-parter. Oh, okay. But yeah, they talked about it. Yeah, and they talked about how they, they they really uh, yeah. That's uh, under my Kings notes. I, that was the first thing I wanted to see Keegan Murray because I'm hearing a lot of great things about him. The great thing about Keegan Murray, and this is one of those things that could benefit the Suns. It's tough because we're in the same division as the Kings, but Keegan Murray is one of those guys who will devalue uh, Harrison Barnes on that team. And Harrison Barnes is always utilized in rumors with the, the Sacramento yeah. Kings. Yeah. And if they, if Keegan Murray is the real deal and he can supplant Harrison Barnes, the possibility of him moving becomes reality. The question is, would the Phoenix Suns make a move for him? Probably not. He costs a lot of money, but I will say uh, I wanted to see him. I did write headband quarter, uh, the red Mambas rocking the headband. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, what'd you think of Saboner tonight and his big fucking head? <laughs> it's not as big in the preseason. I don't know what it was. Yeah, he had, a, he had like, a, I think it's the haircut. He had a reduction. He had a head reduction, man. Yeah. Maybe him, him and TJ Warren go to the same head specialist. <laughs> TJ with all his head. They shit. let some air out of that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like you, he always reminds me of Deandre Ayton and how, like, I feel like they've always been trying to trade for Sabonis mm-hmm. and include Ayton. Um, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where we dodge a bullet, but Sabonis, man, he's, he's something special offensively. Um, tonight though, I didn't really notice anything because the, the second unit for the Suns looks so good. So, well, and another guy who played really well. Is- Biz. Biz. Yeah. I thought busy was playing, <laughs> was playing really well tonight against him as well. I think that, you know what, let's see what Sabonis did tonight. He ended the evening. Uh, four of 10 from the field. He had 10 rebounds, but he only had nine points. So that is between oh. busy and Jock Landell just playing great defense against 
you know, the watermelon headed man from uh, the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. And they actually talked about in the subreddit stakeout, Ooh. which is coming up soon. Ooh, yeah, um, yeah. I no, mean, little... Do that. Do that drop whenever you want. Shit. That's uh, well, yeah, okay. Well, I'll talk about it. Later. But uh, the little <laughs> bow that Fiambo had, right? That yes. little bow after yes. the block. That was yes. awesome, man. That was, that so. was pretty dope. So, well, I mean, Matthew teased it, so we might as well go there. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Yes, it's the preseason, and we're already oh, hanging out in the subreddits of the opposition to let you folks, the Jamsters, know what the opposition is saying about their team and the Phoenix Suns. So Matthew was on subreddit stakeout duty. It looks like you went as a disguise. You went as a king because we were yep, playing. That's the all king. you need. That's ah, all you need to get in. Smart. So and I didn't even realize that until two minutes ago. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so you wanted to fit in with the king. So when you went on on your little your, your little stakeout, uh, you, you you put on a, a crown. Genius, this guy. Genius. So so what were they saying over there in the king subreddit? Well, nothing too crazy, actually. It got to the point where they were talking about in the beginning, the Suns announcers giving the Kings a lot of love. And I, you know what? A lot of people are this year. They are. And I'm scared of it. I mean, I mean, I'm scared that it might not work because I, I, I like the Kings. Like everyone kind of likes the Kings a little bit. They kind of root for them to get that eight seed if they well, want yeah, to. It's, it, it's a team that's no never hurt anybody's feelings ever, right? Like, yeah, you're never like, oh fuck, the Kings beat us and eliminated us from the playoffs. Yeah, they, they just make mistakes, so you don't. It's not heartbreaking if they got Luca. Then of course we wouldn't be very happy. Yeah, but that but didn't no, happen. But no, they took Marvin Bagley. <laughs> yeah, and Jerry Reynolds. He says we're playing like Luke Walton basketball right now out there. That was in the first half, first quarter. It just looked that bad because Mike Brown is their new head coach. That's right. I've never been a big Mike Brown fan. There's just something about him I just don't like. I don't I know. Like I mean, he, just... he he coached with the Warriors. Uh, he had LeBron, I think, early in LeBron's career. He did. He was, a, he was like, yeah. Late, yeah. So I mean, he's 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 coached a lot of teams I don't like. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get I just, it. No, I just don't think he's a good coach. Um. So, <laughs> uh So um, I don't even know this guy's name, but pretty poor showing from Sabonis tonight. So I guess that's your answer. He's getting sunned by Biombo. Yeah, you sun. Yeah. Take a bow. So, we just talked about that, and then the LMAO to Biombo for the bow. That was noted. Um, nothing too negative. There's a lot of stuff where um, they were just talking about like, um, yeah, I don't even, I can't even go into it because I didn't even look at it that much. So yeah, I'll just make shit up it's, right there. It's, pre, it's preseason subreddit stakeout. Okay, oh. we're still working on it. Okay, folks? All right. Yeah. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Were any of them upset that the Suns uh, almost won the game? No, I didn't say that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's the fucking preseason. <laughs> That's the right answer. So there you go. Uh, let's see. Oh, you know what? There's one thing I haven't added. Did I add this here? Oh, let's see here. Well, let's let's click a little button here, and we got to ask this question. Jam star of the game. This is a reminder, Jamsters, to subscribe, rate, and review. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button down below. Let's everybody know where to hang out after Suns games, and it's right here with the Jam Session Podcast. And again, if you are listening to this pod and it's on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, and we'll read it right here on the podcast. Matthew, who's your Jam Star of the game? It's kind of a tough oh. one. Like, you go one of two ways on this one. 
Um, you know what? I'm gonna pick Jock just because I wanted to see that game from him tonight before the season started. If we're gonna watch for anything, and we got it. I mean, Washington Junior, great game, first half, really great. But then it just kind of fell apart because he got tired. I just don't know how much we're gonna see of him. So I'm gonna pick Jock just because I know we're gonna see a lot of him this season. Hopefully, that's that's what I was, I was gonna go with as well. I know that Dwayne oh, Washington nice. scored the 31 points, but I was really impressed with the consistency that Jock Landell brought. Uh, Across the board, you know, again, you take a look at simply his first half statistics. He had 13 points, four boards, two assists, three steals, three blocks in 14 minutes. That alone was Jamstar worthy. The second half, the you know, the the Suns kind of let the game get away from him a little bit. Uh, they were outscored 29 to 19. Uh, you know, scored 28 to 22 in this in this fourth quarter and lost by a point. But I was really excited to see Jock because again, it, it made me really start to change my narrative personally on what I think that this team is going to be. Uh, with their second team unit, they're going to be a def- defensive minded unit, and that's something that we got yeah. we got to really uh, focus on. Uh, Parker Hines brought it up in the chat. He says uh, Barbosa, one of the assistant coaches for Sacramento. I did have that in my yeah. notes. I wrote Leandro Barbosa was a Kings coach. How and why? He got us. I mean, he was. How many championships did he win with the Warriors? Four. He was there for forever. I feel like he won. A, he won a couple, and then he came back and. But then wasn't he like a he was like Nash, right? He's like, uh, I, I tell them what to do sometimes. Yeah. Well, dude, he looks like he's 20 years old. He looks yeah, so young. Still, still. Insane, man. I'm like so jealous of that dude. He looks just like Usher, too. He looks like a better looking look like version Ursh. of Usher. Yeah, he's he looks, taller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's crazy to see him over there, but um, good luck to him and Mike Brown. I'm just saying Mike Brown's fine. I just think as a head coach, I don't like him. I don't know what there's something about him. I feel you. I feel well. I don't want to get into the whole, you know, like where, what do we think of the Kings? Where are they going to finish mm. this season? Because on Friday, we're going to be doing our final yeah. division preview. We will be doing the Pacific division preview on Friday. Uh, Monday, we'll do the jammies. How about that? Okay. Two days before the season starts, we'll go ahead and yeah. we'll do the Jamster Awards. Uh, I know we're only 45 minutes into the podcast, Matthew, but what else do you got to talk about? I mean, this is the last preseason game. You know, it's kind of. I, I, I'm not going to talk for 15 minutes just to talk for 15 minutes. I think we kind of covered yeah. everything. Yeah, I think we did a good job. We did we we covered this preseason as well as you can cover a preseason. This just is effortlessly true. This and is true. just <laughs> not really, you know, not really filling up the notes page too much. But um, I wrote more yeah. notes than I thought I would. I honestly did. I was like, last game just, I did, this game I didn't have too much. Well, I'm watching the Dodgers and the Potters game. I'm watching this game mm-hmm. at the same time, so I'm kind of flipping back and forth, and I was just like picking up things here and there. You know, the nice thing about baseball is like. Uh, that's a strike right down the middle. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like like thirty seconds until the next pitch. So you can, you know, that's like three plays in basketball. You go back yeah. to like slider outside one and playoff one. baseball. So it's unreal because um, watching the Yankees, it's just like you don't watch what I'd watch like four, maybe three games. That's a yeah. lot during the regular season. You just watch. You're just like, oh, here we are. No Chapman, thank God. No Sanchez. We yeah. might actually win it this year. We don't have those freaking. Dumb dumbs. I'm telling you, man. The if, team, the, if the dude. Dodgers play the Yankees, dude, like it's going to be really tough. For it us has to happen one year. It would be. It would be nice. It'll be Astros again. Yeah, but um, Astros. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, oh. I did get an MRI today. Have you oh, ever gotten go? an MRI? Um, when I got my concussion that led to migraines, I got one. Yeah. So you've done. Is that one? where they just stick you in the tube and they just yeah. scan you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How How did you like that? Like, what were your thoughts? I on don't that? remember. I didn't really care. I, I was just too young. I didn't it's, really care. Okay. It's funny because like as I was as I was in the tube today, I was like, if Matthew was in here, he'd be freaking out. <laughs> it's exactly so I, tiny. It's 
fucking you got like no space you're just like oh it, from a claustrophobic so like one of my buddies said like it, when you go in just close your eyes because if you see mm. how close it is to your face like you you can start to kind of feel it so i literally just just closed my eyes and sang a song to myself over and over again for the 15 minutes i was in there just to take my mind off it and to, like to keep myself calm like i'm not a hugely claustrophobic person but i was just like dude this is uh this is pretty intense, man. Yeah, I hear a lot of people don't like it. What song were you singing? Everyone, everyone's asked me that. It's like no one knows the song. It's a song called Jamie oh. by uh, Zach Bryan. So oh. I, I, I'm really into yeah, this guy named Jay, uh, Zach Bryan right now. Kind of this uh, country guy. He's nobody is he knows. famous or does he live down the street or what? No, he's. I mean, he he's coming here. He's he's actually going to be here the night of the Suns' first game next week. But tickets are like three hundred dollars to go oh, see this wow. guy who like nobody knows. Where is he playing at? He's playing at the whatever the, the Comerica Theater, whatever that's oh, called okay. now, Dodge Theater. So, mm-hmm. not nice little venue. You know, it's like I've seen other guys play there before, but not for three hundred bucks a ticket for the la- worst no. seat in the place. It's like, damn, man. So, yeah, and and, and uh, Mick G Blue says it. He says, uh, and that constant knock, 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 knock sound. If they don't give you a headphones to block it out, yeah, I got like little earplugs to put in. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, it was like, it's like, yeah, like I started hearing like rap beats. And I started rapping in there. They're like, shut up, sir. No, I didn't do any of that. But yeah, yeah that's a scary cool. thing, man. But did they find out what it was or do you have to wait again? No, I got to wait a week until like, so they've scanned it. Now I'll go back to the spine person. They, they could tell me whatever's going on with my sciatic nerve for the past two months while I'm limping around. I can't stand up. I'm literally standing doing the podcast again because I'm in so much pain. Yeah. Sucks. Sucks. Yeah, it's been a year. Preseason. So you were on so. vacation last year, or I'm sorry, you were working and traveling around. Yes. Yeah, traveling. Now you're gonna have <laughs> surgery. You're gonna be out. <laughs> Who knows? Like it better you're not be surgery, pills. man. It, I hope they literally just like cortisone shot right in my left ass cheek, and everything oh. feels fine. Like I'm praying that's what it is. I'm praying it's that simple because right, we'll start donating. Yeah, please. Yeah. So everyone, John's in the su- <laughs> everyone in the super chat, if you want to donate uh, on YouTube to John's ass fund, I could use it. Uh, <laughs> The fact that I have a literal pain in the ass has been nothing but humor for my wife because she thinks it's hysterical. Uh, I limp around. I It sucks. But anyways, that's that. So I had my first MRI today. I survived. I come, I come out the good. other side. Good, good, man. But the first thing I thought when I started going in that thing, I was just like, fuck. So on that note, Jamsters, I think we're going to wrap it up here again. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us as per usual. It's so much fun doing this and getting ready for another season. You can see we're already starting to make those drops. We're getting ready for the new season. Uh, we will be going again. We'll be going again. We'll be going again. We'll be going live again. Uh, most likely Friday. Yeah. Dodgers, Dodgers do play that night, but uh, Friday uh, we'll be doing our Pacific division preview Monday. We will go ahead and we'll do our jammies. And then Wednesday it's on folks. Every game, after the game, Suns Jam Session podcast, right here is the place to be. So appreciate yeah. you guys hanging out, and uh, we'll see you it on It starts Friday. to matter. Yeah, it starts to actually matter, right? It starts so, to matter. Um, Go home and uh, love your family. Or scan your booty. <laughs>